Police Academy is your source for the no apologies, no spin truth about all things police. Discussions about why cops do what they do, avoiding speeding tickets, or just how to stay alive can all be found right here. No questions out of bounds, no topic too sensitive. This is Police Academy. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? What we're dealing with here, littering ass, is a complete lack of respect for the law and smoking the reef. Call the dust pump. We live in a society of laws. That pump? Takes one side a weekend of training to get that bag. Welcome back, ladies and gentle germs, to Police Academy Podcast. If you've never been here before, thanks for joining us. This is, as the intro indicated, the no spin, no apologies truth about all things police. I do not pull any punches. I am about the truth. I'm a former police officer, not here to defend the police, but to provide people with an actual place where they can come for honest, but educated and experienced information about law enforcement. I can explain why cops do what they do, how they think the culture that exists in American law enforcement today. And I don't have to sugarcoat things. I can be honest because I don't have to go back to work tomorrow and have my coworkers pissed at me for saying things that most cops won't tell civilians. So that's what this show is about. It is about finding the truth. If you've never been here, you will realize that very quickly. Now, this is usually where I say a word from our sponsors and I plug in a pre-recorded ad, but I'm not going to do that today because you guys have heard the audible ad many times by now. And if you haven't gone to the link that I put in the show notes for every episode, audibletrial.com slash police academy podcast, you got to do it. You're already listening to a audio information source, i.e. a podcast. And if you're not listening to audio books, you're missing out. And that's what Audible is. Uh, they've got over 180,000 titles to choose from. You will find something that you will love there i guarantee it if you've got a list of books that you've been wanting to read but haven't had time audible's the perfect way to get those books checked off your list and if you don't have a list maybe it's time to make one in 10 years if you look back and you haven't changed much it's because you're not reading um i mean you're listening to police academy so of course you're going to be a much better person in 10 years but i'm just kidding audible is a great place to grow to learn and to be entertained so go check it out Go to the link, audibletrial.com slash podcast. Very important. It supports the show. It tells Audible, hey, I found out about your program through Police Academy, and we'll keep the lights on here at Police Academy. It's audibletrial.com slash podcast, and that is in the show notes, uh, so you don't forget it if you decide to go check it out. All right, let's do this. I've had two cups of coffee today, so if I talk too fast... That's why I was jamming out to a song called You're a Jerk, which I love. It's actually a remix version. Oh, let's play it here just for a second. I can't play it for too long uh, for copyright reasons, but I just figured you guys could join in on the fun. Maybe bob your head a little bit, get the body moving. I don't know what time of day it is. It's morning for me, and this coffee along with the new boys got me all riled up. All right, that's enough. Today we're going to talk about Black Lives Matter and the direction I'm going in my research on that particular issue. And I've got a traffic tip of the day, 
one more way you can avoid those nasty speeding traps and not get those big old fat speeding tickets from old Smokey. So stay tuned for that. Let's do it. So the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about the Ferguson effect, which is created, if it does in fact exist, by the narrative uh, being driven by the media and, in many cases, Black Lives Matter. Now, I think everyone listening right now has an opinion on Black Lives Matter, and I hope most of you realize that your opinion is probably short on facts and information and high on emotion and in many cases, bias, as is mine. And that is kind of the point of this show. I want to talk about my intention in basically investigating what Black Lives Matter really is and where I'm starting and where I want to get. We all know about them based on what the media shows us. But if the media's portrayal of BLM is as accurate as it is of the police, then it's not accurate at all. And I know most of you listening don't have time to really do this kind of research. And that's kind of the point of the show, right? It, uh, that's my job. Not only to give you insight into policing issues, but investigate this stuff and, and really find the truth. This is not drive-by media. This is the opposite of that. We're looking for the truth. It doesn't matter what we find. That's what you're going to hear on this show. So this is kind of my announcement, I guess, that I'm going to start digging in seriously into BLM. I don't know how that's going to come out on the show, if I'm going to do a series all together on BLM. I just want to give you guys a heads up that I'm doing this behind the scenes. Now, the next show might not be on BLM at all, but I'm working on this. I want you to know that you can expect some real factual information on BLM, things that you can't find anywhere else except for doing a bunch of research, which I'm going to do for you. And I hope if you've been listening long enough, you understand that I am not here to support a narrative. I'm here to find the truth, as I just mentioned. And I think with that comes my responsibility to point out where I'm at now. What's my knee-jerk reaction? What's my bias with BLM? And aside from just being transparent with you guys, which I think is really important, how can you trust me if I'm not honest about these things? This is important because, you know, as a researcher, if you don't recognize your own bias, then your bias is built into your research. So I'm going to share with you my open and honest opinion on BLM. This is only an opinion. I am going to find the truth, as well as we can understand it based on actual facts and information. That is the direction this is going, but this is where I'm beginning. This is what I have to um, try to verify or disprove in my research, the bias that I have to remove and recognize as I do so. In my understanding, BLM began with Trayvon Martin. George Zimmerman shot and killed Trayvon as he was being attacked by Trayvon. We know this now. But the blog that was written when George Zimmerman wasn't indicted for Trayvon's death was about the idea that, in general, our criminal justice system doesn't care about black lives, that black lives don't matter in this country as much as everyone else's lives. 
So I understand the concept of this idea. Now, a lot of people don't agree with the name Black Lives Matter because, you know, well, don't all lives matter? Okay, it's controversial, but sometimes you have to be controversial to get attention, and the whole point is to draw attention to an issue, so I understand that as well. Um, I'm not sure the person, the woman who wrote this originally knew, obviously, you can't really predict what's going to go viral, and this did. So, Black Lives Matter, the idea itself, I understand intellectually. I get that it's about the idea that as a black American, you don't feel like you're treated the same by the police and the criminal justice system in general. I understand it intellectually. Now, the issue that I take right now with BLM is, well, start with Trayvon. The facts, the evidence of the case point very clearly to the fact that Trayvon circled back and violently attacked George Zimmerman unprovoked. And George Zimmerman was in trouble and justifiably and even morally used deadly force against Trayvon. You might hate me for saying that, but if you haven't looked at the evidence, you might want to do so. Then you roll on to Ferguson, August 9, 2014, where 18-year-old unarmed black male Michael Brown was shot by a white police officer, Darren Wilson. Now, this is where BLM really kind of blew up and came to the forefront of the narrative, got lots of, uh, lots of media attention. But again, the narrative that was created around Michael Brown's death, which I understand, you, you've got these people in front of mainstream media cameras saying terrible things about what a white officer did to an unarmed black male walking up behind him and, and shooting him execution style with his hands in the air saying, you know, don't shoot me, begging for his life. This is where the hands up, don't shoot mantra came from. I completely understand, although don't agree with, the response in Ferguson based on those initial witness testimonies, which we now know are completely false. The issue I take with BLM in general, across the board, is that they use tragic situations that may look bad if you're looking at them from oftentimes an uninformed perspective, especially when it comes to use of force law. And if you're willing to imply racism simply based on the color of the officer and the civilian skin, they use these tragedies as a vehicle for their agenda. And when it comes out that the officer actually was justified legally and oftentimes morally as well, and there is a difference, you can be legally justified in, in killing someone, but also look at it from, okay, but should that person have been killed? Wasn't there a better option? And, and the answer can be yes, but it can still be completely legally justified. In both Trayvon and Michael Brown's cases, these were, in my educated opinion, legal and morally justified. But they used these incidents, and many after them, as a vessel for their agenda to gain attention and further a narrative that is based on these stories which are time and time again proven to be completely false. And when they find out they're false, 
it doesn't matter. Hands up, don't shoot is still a common theme, a chant. It's even its own organization that is completely based on a lie. And if you want to be a legitimate movement or organization, then the truth should matter. If you respond to an incident based on what witnesses are saying and then you find out the witnesses were lying, well, then it's kind of your obligation to go, okay, let's back off here. Um, That wasn't true and Michael Brown's shooting death was justified. I've never seen BLM make any of those um, strides, never seen them go back on their initial stance on something when more information came out and they realized, hey, we were wrong on this. The evidence clearly proves the officer here was justified. Um, This is not an example of excessive force, of police brutality, of officers um, using deadly force in a case when they shouldn't have, etc. I've never seen them do that. So there's a huge legitimacy crisis in my mind because of that. That's where I'm at with BLM now. But this show isn't really about me, it's about you. And I want to know what you think and how you feel about BLM. And I'm serious. If you're somewhere where you can write an email right now, pull up a new email, type in policeacademypodcast at gmail.com and answer these three questions. What is your current perception of Black Lives Matter? That's number one. How do you feel about them right now? What's your knee-jerk reaction? What do they make you think of when you hear Black Lives Matter? Number two, what do you want to know? And number three, who would you like to talk to? If you've seen someone um, that's part of the movement or organization or someone who knows a lot about it, who is it? I really want you guys to answer those questions and, and email them to me because that will help me, that will guide me on my path to finding the answers. Because like I said, again, it's not about me and my perception. Number one, it's about the truth before all things. But number two, it's about answering your questions. So answer those three questions. Send them to me at policeacademypodcast at gmail.com. If you're driving to work or you're on the road or something, jogging, whatever, do it when you have a chance. Don't forget, make a note, whatever. Policeacademypodcast at gmail.com. Answer those questions for me. I'm going to begin this research. I'm going to dig as deep as I can, find out as much as I can. I'm not going to make any judgments until I have all of the information before me. And we'll go from there. Like I said, I don't know if this is going to be a series or if I'll do shows as I go to kind of let you guys follow along with my research as I do it. Um, That's another thing you could answer if you write that email. Maybe say, hey, I want a series on this all put together all at once. or I want to know what's going on as it happens in your research and kind of follow along with my evolution on BLM. If you guys would rather have it that way, I can do it that way as well. Totally up to you. I'll do, I'll cater to what you guys like or think you'll like as much as I can. Okay, that's enough on BLM today. Next, the traffic tip of the day. Let him go, Lou. I've been going that fast. There's no time for a ticket. So what I've done with this traffic tip of the day is try to create something memorable. So you can actually use this and share it with people when you talk about getting speeding tickets that hopefully you didn't get and they did. And you can say, hey, I heard this tip the other day. Might help you out. 
So this one harkens back to the days of maybe your childhood when that bratty neighbor kid loved to chant the old saying, first is the worst, second is the best, third is the one in the polka dot dress. Of course, they only said that when you were third and they were second, ironically enough. But I've modified it a little bit so you can remember it and share it with people and help them get out of speaking tickets as well. And it goes like this. First is the worst. Second ain't too bad. But third is the one who makes the troopers mad. And it's getting at this whole idea. Um, a lot of people have believed in this for a while. And I've heard people say, well, it's not true that if you're second or third in line of a group of speeding cars, you're not going to get a ticket. Well, there is truth to that. The first guy is the most likely to get a ticket. He's the easiest guy to get for the cops. But even if you're second, you're still a relatively easy catch. And you've got less heads up. Because by the time the guy in front lights up his brakes, it might be too late for you. Especially if you're running into a speed trap where they've got one spotter and several chase cars. That spotter, especially if he has a laser, not just radar, but a laser, can nab multiple vehicles before they're able to see that officer and get slowed down. So first is the worst, for sure. Now second's not too bad. It'll get you out of a majority of those speeding tickets because a lot of times they're not using laser or you do have that buffer zone where you can see the officer before they see you. Um, but third is certainly the best or even further on down the line because the further back you get, the more time you have to react, the more time you have to see those brake lights up ahead of you, slow yourself down a little bit, the less likely that the speed trap is going to have enough chase cars to actually get you. Now, if you're fourth and they've got three chase cars, you might get lucky there. I'm not saying that being third or fourth or fifth in line is a guarantee not to get a ticket, but it definitely helps your odds. First is the worst, second ain't too bad, third is the one who makes the troopers mad, because you get to drive by and wave as they're writing the ticket for the other two guys, and they know, trust me, they know you were right up there with them, but they can't prove it, they might not have enough guys to get you pulled over, or you got yourself slowed down in time to avoid them being able to prove how fast you're going. And proof is everything. First is the worst. Second ain't too bad. Third is the one who makes the troopers mad. That's a wrap for this one, ladies and gents. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am seeing listenership go up and it's accelerating. So thank you guys, everyone that's sharing the show and talking about it. Love you guys so much. Hopefully that traffic tip of the day is something that will be useful to you um, or to someone you know and or love. So share it with people. Tell them where you found it. Tell them how to find the show. The most important thing about this episode is I want you to email me, policeacademypodcast at gmail.com. Answer those three questions. What do you think about BLM? What's your perspective on them right now? What do you want to know about them? And who do you want me to talk to? Answer those questions and I will that will guide my research um, that I'm beginning right now. Also, please go and rate the show. Go on iTunes 
and click review the show, write a review, give me five stars, let other people know who are looking for something like this, that this is a good show uh, that will help tremendously in growing listenership. If you're an overcast, you can recommend the show. That helps there. If you're in Stitcher, give it a thumbs up. I don't know if you can review it in Stitcher, but at least give the show a thumbs up as you listen. Uh, And that supports the show and all those platforms. Whatever player you're listening to this show on there should be a way to either review recommend um, say thumbs up i like this whatever it is do it because it will help and if you're not listening in itunes you can still go to itunes and rate the show and that is probably the most powerful way to tell other people and show other people that there are lots of people listening here and they love the show so you should listen to all right that's it i will see you guys next time Everyone stay safe, pay attention when you're driving, don't be stupid, and I will see you next time. And if you get pulled over and you think he's going to give you a ticket, you can say, hey, Officer Herrick with the Police Academy podcast said, if I dropped his name, you probably wouldn't give me a ticket because you should be listening to his show and you should be ashamed of yourself as an officer if you're not. So you should go uh, look that up right now instead of writing me a ticket and you'll thank me later. You should try that. Let me know how it goes. All right. We'll see you guys next time. As always, do good. Be strong. Fear nothing. This is Police Academy.